Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. With the panic surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic, many of us wondered what society and the world would look like once the crisis ended. It's no wonder any of us are here today. It's just by God's grace. Looking back over the last couple of years, I don't know about you, but for me, it's been kind of crazy. We have witnessed gun violence every time you turn on the news, um, racial unrest, unprecedented increase in mental illness. Man, everybody is having some sort of breakdown, some sort of depression or whatever. Then there's homelessness, an increase in homelessness and hopelessness. Shut in, shut out. The list goes on and on. No end in sight. I can't help but to think back to the book of Nehemiah. We're going to read the following scriptures coming from the book of Nehemiah. We're going to read chapter one, verses one through seven. And then we're going to skip and go to verse 11. And then I want to read chapter two of Nehemiah, verses 17 through 18. And y'all bear with me because this is the King James Version. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. And it came to pass in the month Chislu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Now we're going to jump to verse 11. O Lord, I beseech thee, 
Let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Now let's go to chapter 2 and we're going to read verses 17 through 18. And it reads, Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in. Let me say that again. Then I said unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that there be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was great upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. I'm calling this series Rising from Ruins. Rising from Ruins. Let's talk a little bit, first of all, about Nehemiah. Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. But don't let that fool you. His job was more than that of a food taster. He actually held a high administrative position as one of the chief of staff. He was highly trusted. Why? Because he was closest to the king. He had administrative oversight in the palace. He started out a government worker in the employment of a foreign king, a God-fearing man in a secular environment. Now, the next thing we need to think about is the problem. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 3 tells us what the problem was. But we have to remember, first of all, that the Jews had their own language, their own king, their own army, their own identity. When they strayed from God, he allowed their enemies to defeat them. They were defeated by the Babylonians who took them into captivity. The Persians came along and defeated the Babylonians. And then they, the Persians, released the Jews to go back to their homeland and rebuild. The Jews had been back from exile for an extended period of time with no progress. So when Hanani came and he, uh, you know, came in contact with Nehemiah, this is what he is telling them. Also, we have to remember that Zerubbabel led the first return to Jerusalem. Ezra led the second return. And then Nehemiah returned with the third group of exiles. So, so there's no progress. And this is the information that Hanani is giving to uh, Nehemiah. And he's telling them, the walls around the city of Jerusalem 
was in ruins. So that meant that there was no security, no safety, no peace, no beauty. The people were living in fear and disgrace. It was indicative of a community that had collapsed. Sounds like the ghetto or the hood to me. The city that bore the name of God lay in ruins. The city that bore the name of God lay in ruins, just like the cities we live in now. So let's talk about the ruins. The ruins are the remains of a building or a city that has been devastated or in disrepair or in a state of decay. It also means to lie in waste. Now, listen, because you got to catch this. Ruins are the remains of a civilization, a structure that once stood strong that has now fallen as a result of war, as a result of natural disaster, as a result of a decline in population, as a result of lack of proper maintenance or intentional acts of destruction. You know, it kind of sounds like that war that's going on in Ukraine, Russia uh, against Ukraine. And, and just, you know, the, the war and the bombs and the missiles and everything is just leaving the cities, those cities in ruins. Ruins. Now, let's pretend for a moment. Let's pretend we're going on a walk. And this walk is, is not about trying to lose weight. It's not about trying to lose your blood. I mean, lower your blood pressure or whatever. But let's pretend that we're going to walk through the ruins, the devastation. We're going to walk through the ruins so we can see how to rise from ruins. We're going to address the first thing we're going to do is to address the ruins in our lives the ruins of our church um we're going to walk through these ruins the ruins uh, uh things that have been ruined in our lives the father has sent me to come and bring you language for restoration. For those of you who take notes, you pull out your pad and pen, and I'm going to give you four steps to rebuild, restore, resurrect, and rise from the ruins, from the ruins of our own lives. Some of us have suffered heartaches and heartbreaks, and some of us have faced severe economic devastation, um, you know, maybe homeless, maybe, you know, have gone through a divorce, uh, lost a loved one, just going through all kinds of, you know, difficult situations. And we look around us and as we walk around, we look at what we once had. We look at how things used to be and we just like, oh, my God, we're looking, we're walking, but we're walking through these ruins now. We're not going to stay. We're just walking through. And the goal is that we can walk through and we can learn something and we can see how to rebuild, how to restore how to resurrect, how to rise 
from the ruins. So here we are in the book of Nehemiah. Let's begin our walk. As we walk through, the first thing we notice is about Nehemiah. Number one, he had an affinity for the ruins. According to the Cambridge Dictionary, affinity is partially defined as a liking or sympathy for someone or something, especially because of shared characteristics. You know, he he finds out that um, his people, because, you know, he's Jewish, they're living in, in a wasteland. He, he there has been very little progress and, you know, and, and the city lies in ruins and, and you know, um, he's worried and he's concerned about it. He has an affinity for the ruins. We have some things in common. We're all believers living in a season of uncertainty. We have shared characteristics. We're born again, born of uh, the blood of Jesus. Um, we're all in the in the family of God, in the kingdom of God. Um, you know, we're, we're all human. We all have, you know, uh, different issues and different situations. And so, as I said before, Affinity affinity means a sympathy or a liking. So the first thing we can learn from Nehemiah is that he had an affinity for the ruins. He had an affinity for the survivals of Israel. He sympathized with them. And then you know what? Because he had this affinity, he made a decision to do something. Why? Because he had a burden. He had a burden to do something. God needs us to do something. Don't just walk by and say, I wish you well. I'm praying for you and walk on by. Do something about the ruins. Do something about the things that you see happening around you. What good can you bring? What light can you shine? We so used to scrolling on Facebook or Instagram and, and, you know, maybe we tap something, but we just keep scrolling. You know, we tap like or we might show the little emojis where the, the where we're saying wow or we're angry or whatever. But we just got in this habit of just scrolling by. We just scroll by. We tell people, I'm going to pray for you, but we don't really pray. See, Nehemiah has such a deep affinity for the people of Israel, affinity for the place of his lineage. This man went on a fast. He fasted and prayed in sackcloth and ashes. He had a burden for the place he came from. And you got to think about it. He lives in the king's palace where his people while his people are living in ruins, he's living in the palace, but his people are living in ruins. He didn't just 
kicked back in the palace with his good job and feel nothing about it. Or uh, he didn't, you know, just said forget the place where he came from. He decided to do something. I'm not just going to sit here in comfort and do nothing. I'm going to do something because I have this affinity. I have this burden. I have this sympathy. When was the last time you decided to shake your comfort zone and do something for somebody else who is in discomfort? When was the last time you rose up from your seat, your good job, your good house, your good car to pull somebody else up to help somebody? When was the last time you reached out to somebody else to witness about Jesus? When was the last time? When was that? Even though Nehemiah was not responsible for the ruins, he was not responsible for why the city was in ruins. He was not responsible for the city being burned down, but he decided he would take on the responsibility to provide to rebuild now he goes and he gets permission from the king he gets resources from the king whatever he desired the king gave him governmental authority to do the work he's he's talking to one king while praying to the king of kings see nehemiah had he i told you he was the cupbearer he had this job and and he can't just take off he got to go and talk to his boss he goes and talks to the king while he's praying to the king of kings and we can see right here that even though he didn't ha he wasn't responsible for what had happened he goes to the king like we can go to our king our jesus christ our lord and savior who is king of kings and lord of lords and get whatever resource as we need whatever we need god has given us authority to go and do the work to go into the highways and to buy and the byways and to let people know jesus is lord to let people know that there is help there is a way out of, he could that he can make a way out of no way there is a way out going to the king on behalf of the people because we have a burden for the people that burden could even be for the people in your own household an affinity for the ruins and we're going to stop right here and pick up next time the goal of this podcast is to influence christian believers to lead successful or more successful christian lives as we reflect on the love of god and the word of god Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. While you're at it, spread the news to your family and friends and check out this podcast. Until next time, all my kings and queens, be blessed.